What's going on, guys? Welcome to In The Zone. I'm your host, Garrison Roy, and today we're going to go on a little bit of a rant slash mental minute. Uh, these do kind of coincide a little bit, but if you're new to the podcast, right, we do have full-length interviews where we bring on several experts, athletes, people that I even myself want to learn from and kind of engage some conversation and even, you know, like I said, continue to learn, and that's the way you can grow because if you think you have everything figured out, then you know what? You're going to be stuck exactly where you are. So you don't want that, right? As a coach or a player. Um, and then also the deep dive educational explorations. There's going to be a lot more of those coming in soon. A lot of uh, research has been putting out recently that I've been uh, looking into. And if you guys have any questions or want to see the full studies for those later on, please feel free to hit me up. But uh, yep. Without further ado, I'm going to just get right into this one uh, where we're talking about moments versus models, right? So I'm going to kind of explain and lay this out, have a few examples of what I mean by that, where a moment would be like, hey, this point in time in this bullpen, I made this cue and I PR'd, right? Or I did a lot of pull downs before and let it happen or let it eat or even on the coaching side it's like hey this one particular cue or this one particular drill worked for a guy to help him get what he needed to do for that one moment right versus a model is based on more principles right versus a you know warm up making sure that you're slowly ramping things up or maybe mechanical principles things of just general movement things and again everyone's going to have their own style with that I've talked about that through several other episodes as well, but uh, you know you want to stick to your very core principles of what you actually believe, and also the training principles very similar to that as the mechanics, right? Making sure that you're checking yourself and knowing that there is going to be a said principle to everything that you input, positive or negative, right? And the said being specific adaptations to impose demands, whatever you put a problem in front of an athlete to be able to do. However, they adapt is basically and again, positive or negative feedback loop with that based on what you're going to get from the output and input or what the athlete does or doesn't do, right? Or if you get the performance that you want or not. Uh, another way that we could kind of break this down, and I think we've all been guilty of this, especially on the training side, where, you know, you have a PR and you were ripping caffeine or smelling salts and things like that. And you feel like you need that every single time to hit a PR or to get amped up, right? A lot of guys do kind of have a little bit more adrenaline or they throw with more adrenaline or they crush a bang. You know, you've seen some of those guys in college where they'll crush an energy drink and then just absolutely sprint out there. But obviously we know that that's probably not going to be available until the next 10, 15 minutes. They might feel an initial rush, could be a placebo effect there too. Who really knows? The the actual outcome of that. But again, 
it makes you feel good, awesome. But also don't get married to those moments. If something in particular happened or, you know, my favorites of the old school guys are like, oh, don't step on the line or I have to do this exact thing. Or uh, one of my personal favorites is guys have to touch their hat one specific way every single time in order to feel that out. And sometimes they're trying to hide something else, right? And back in the day, it could have been sticky stuff where they were going one, two, three on the bill of their hat. And then, uh, you know, it was kind of helped them not have as much on the baseball. So again, particular moments versus the model that these models are things that can be replicated, right? Things that um, you want to really just kind of break down and, hey, does this go across as a consistency for everyone. And again, a lot of people try to put guys into buckets and things like that. You know, that could be a model that you use, but again, what happens if a guy doesn't fit in that model or fit into any of your buckets? Are you going to kind of just spin them off as an anomaly or are you going to actually dig deeper and find out why? So, just some things to think about. I do have a story to kind of follow up with this too, that again, I could have took it and had one moment to make it into a model, but I I didn't because of how obviously absurd it was. And I'm going to take you guys back to my JUCO days. Obviously, broke college student, JUCO bandits, you guys know the grind, right? So we were all going to an away series in Surrey, uh, North Carolina, if you guys know where that's at. The, the the junior college that we were going to at the time uh, for that weekend. And we decided to stop at Golden Corral the night before. And for whatever reason, some of the guys started chirping back and forth at each other, saying they were going to eat X amount of food or this amount of food. Because again, a Golden Corral is like an all-you-can-eat buffet. And we're trying to go to town, making sure we're fueled up. And some of it maybe even a little too absurd. For, for how much we're going in on this. But guys literally started betting on heads. Like, oh, hey, Blake has this. Or they were putting names on me. Or like, oh, he has this. Nick has this, right? Like, and all of those were coming down to the point where how many plates did you eat? And we had a 45-minute window. So put this in perspective. We weren't sitting for two hours. And I just start hammering food, right? Plate after plate after plate. I think I got around six or seven plates. For some reason, those numbers stuck in my head. Uh, and so they were full plates, not just these little things that you put on. Like I had uh, a full salad. I had like a steak, a bunch of the carb, you know, sides that they have here. All right. Just loading it up. Absolutely absurd amount of food. And again, 45 minute windows. So I'm leaving pretty stuffed. Almost even more stuff than Thanksgiving I think I've ever felt in my life. So I'm like, Whew. all right, well. Time to go sleep this bad boy off. Sure enough, we all get in the bus, head back to the hotel, and we get checked in. And my mouth starts just kind of salivating, right? That taste or that feeling you get in your throat and on your tongue right before you think you're about to throw up, it keeps coming back, going away, coming back. I'm like, all right, oof, I need to lay down. So I get into the hotel room. I lay on my stomach and on my left side, kind of turn because I read this article once that it helps digestion somehow. So I'm doing that. I'm just kind of hanging out and I can still feel that salivating, you know, pre throw up saliva come up. So I'm like, Oh man, this isn't going to be good. So I go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe I just need to 
get some fluids out or something. I don't know. Didn't even quite make it to the bathroom just yet. Going through the hotel, I opened the door, projectile vomit just right into the bathtub. So I at least made it to the bathtub, couldn't get it into the, the toilet and just absolute absurd amount of food. Had to sit down on the pot, did the same thing. Also, just yakking into the to the sink, yakking into the the tub as well. So just absolutely a horror scene. Had to call in the housekeeping and try to get all of that cleaned up and scoop it all out. It was just very, very bad. So again, don't recommend that by any means at all to anyone. But after that, the next day, I go in, first game, seven-inning game, and then the, the nine-inning game was right after. So I'm pitching the seven-inning game. And I'm telling you, I threw so lights out. It was unreal. Seven-inning, complete game, 10Ks. I only had two walks. And the ground, you know, just really thick grass there. So it was just really routine ground balls, no bad hops or anything, which definitely helped. Right. But looking back, I think that's probably why I also did so well. But again, you got to be able to pitch it and let those guys do their thing. Uh, but just shut them out. Right. And I could have looked at that and be like, OK, hey, I got to go to Golden Corral every single day. Before I pitch in order to get that same result. Again, very extreme example and not true. But I want you guys to get the gist of this where it's like, hey, something so extreme something so out there where you're just like, oh, I'm ripping this or I'm doing pull downs like crazy or long toss super far right before a game. And you know, you probably aren't feeling it, but you just throw through pain or whatever it is. Right. And you might do good for maybe one outing or two, but after a while, if you're not sticking to those core principles that help you actually perform better, it's going to be really just you clinging on to a moment and trying to make that into a model versus looking at what actually is the principles going through the model and just taking the moments as they come baseball is full of awesome moments awesome little quirks little little shrink things here and there guys setting up you know where they have to have certain uh spots in the dugout to make sure that the guys get a rally or you know just little uh, little things that always come up in the game right but you got to know that those moments are not going to always help you get in the zone you got to be able to find an anchor. you got to be able to find something that helps you mentally come back in and not fully rely on that adrenaline all the time, right? So a, another very common example would be if a guy likes to throw off ad adrenaline, he's always coming in whenever the game's on the line, right? One run, two run ball game, something really close. And then he comes in when you're up by 10 runs or maybe even down by 10 runs. How are you going to also lock in when the adrenaline's not there? Are you going to need someone to velo slap you, right? Are you going to need a smelling salt? Like that's something that kind of is becoming a crutch if you need that before you even go into a game or an outing. And for you to have a long, sustainable career, you need to be able to find the models, find the things that anchor you down, find the consistency that you can do over a long period of time and not just be stuck on a moment or a little quirk. So that's all I got for you guys today. Appreciate you tuning in and stay in the zone.